welcome to Anchored by Truth, brought to you by Crystal Sea Books. In John 14.6, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Our goal is to encourage everyone to grow in the Christian faith by anchoring themselves to the secure truth found in the inspired, inerrant, and infallible Word of God. For you created my inmost being. You knit me together in my mother's womb. I praise you because I am fearfully and wonderfully made. Your works are wonderful. I know that full well. Psalm 139, verses 13 and 14, New International Version. Hello! Welcome to another episode of Anchored by Truth, brought to you by Crystal Sea Books. I'm Victoria Kay in the studio, and today we're going to hear from two truly special ladies who are on the front lines of defending life every day. As longtime Anchored by Truth listeners know, we believe there are four lines of evidence that demonstrate that the Bible is the inspired, inerrant, and infallible Word of God. First, the Bible is historically reliable. Second, the Bible displays a remarkable unity for a book that was composed by over three dozen human authors who wrote over a span of 1,500 years. Third, the Bible gives evidence of supernatural origin, especially through a large body of fulfilled prophecy. And the fourth line of evidence is that the Bible has resulted in an untold number of lives that have been positively changed by its transcendent message. So today we're going to hear from two ladies who find their source of strength and faith in the Bible. Today in the studio we have Jamie Brown, who is the Executive Director of a Woman's Pregnancy Center in Tallahassee, Florida. We are also joined by Sherry West, the Director of Development for the Center. Among other stories that we want to talk to Jamie and Sherry about is a very important upcoming event that is sponsored by a Women's Pregnancy Center, their annual Walk for Life. This is a wonderful event that brings people from all over the Tallahassee community together to remind everyone how precious life is and how important it is to promote its preservation. So, let's welcome Jamie and Sherry to Anchored by Truth. Jamie and Sherry, would you like to say a word of greeting to the Anchored by Truth audience and maybe tell us a little bit about your background? I certainly would. Thank you for inviting us to join you on Anchored by Truth. This is just such a privilege to be here. As far as my background, most importantly, I'm a lover of Jesus. I'm also a wife and a mom, and most importantly, I'm a grandmother. My background as far as the ministry is I started as a volunteer peer counselor a number of years ago, back in 2005. In 2008, when my son, my job, went off to college, I, as I call it, got demoted and came on staff as the assistant director. And then about 11 years ago, I stepped into the executive director position in Tallahassee. That's where I am privileged at this point to serve and couldn't be happier about it. Hi, I'm Sherry West, Director of Development of a Women's Pregnancy Center in Tallahassee. We really appreciate this opportunity to be on Anchored by Truth, and especially at this time of year when the Walk for Life is just around the corner. That's just a tease. I'll get to that in just a little bit. So, in 2009, I found myself here in Tallahassee, and I didn't have to be employed, so I volunteered at a women's pregnancy center. 
And in the 12 years that I've been involved with a women's pregnancy center, I have seen God's hand in many lives of the clients. And I wanted to share that with your audience today. Thank you, ladies, for setting stage for today's discussion for us. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear just a little bit about how you came to be involved with a women's pregnancy center. Since both of you are very strong Christians, I'm sure that your faith played a major part in your desire to serve the Lord in a crisis pregnancy center. Could you tell us a little bit about how you developed a heart to serve women facing a crisis pregnancy and save valuable babies? Well, first of all, I'm a mother of two children myself, and I thoroughly enjoyed being pregnant because I realized that God allowed me to be a part of His creation of the babies He was lending to me and my husband. And I've always had a heart for pregnant women I'm the oldest of four girls, so females are very important to me, and I always had sympathy for women who were in a situation of a crisis pregnancy, and I just wanted to be involved in helping them to chart their own journey. Well, believe it or not, I was raised very pro-choice. I believed the lie and the line that it's a woman's right to choose. It's her body, her choice. And that all sounded good on paper. Several decades ago, I started looking into that a little deeper. And I could not get the answer that I was looking for that could convince me to continue to be pro-choice. And that question was, when does the baby in the womb become deserving of its own personhood? When is he or she entitled to the rights and the privileges of being a person? And there was no answer to that on the pro-choice side. I began to closely look at that and realize that the fallback answer needed to be at conception, since no one could tell us otherwise. So I started to go down that lane, and a dear friend of mine who actually works for me now, Sherry Dowmy, was in this ministry before me. She was a brand new director of client services. She asked me if I would come in and be a part of the ministry with her. I said yes, and I became a volunteer crisis counselor there and started to really learn about what abortion really looked like and what the pro-life side really looked like. And it was such an education to me, one that was life-changing. So the long answer to this is I I made a flip-flop. I went from pro-choice to pro-life, and to me, there is no other stance. I mean, it's very clear in the Bible that God knew us before He formed us in the womb, and that to Him, life is His greatest creation, and we should be valuing it. Well, I think that's one of the things we can draw from your stories, is that when the Lord enters a life, that life is going to change. In Isaiah Chapter 55, verse 11, God tells us that His Word will not return to Him empty or void. When God sends forth His Word, it will accomplish what He intends. And it sounds very much like His Word is accomplishing His purpose in your lives. While I'm sure that many of our Tallahassee listeners are familiar with the Women's Pregnancy Center, some may not be. Jamie, would you mind telling us a little bit about the AWPC? A Women's Pregnancy Center was formed in 1985 by a group of people who were standing outside of what was then one of three abortion clinics in town and realizing that these girls going into these clinics needed another option. So they came together and formed a Women's Pregnancy Center. And we have grown over the years, and currently we have three locations. Our administrative office is located now in the middle of the FSU campus. They've grown around us. It's 919 West Pensacola Street. 
Our newest location is Mosaic Sexual Health Clinic. That's 2610 West Tennessee Street, and that's located directly next door to the new Mega Center Planned Parenthood building, which was an incredible blessing that God gave us. And then our third location, which is currently under construction, is the 250 John Knox Road. And that will be for our material assistance for those moms who choose to carry and parent and need some extra help to make sure that pregnancy goes well and that she can bring that baby home with all the materials she needs. Basically, when a young woman comes in to see us, she and her partner are most often scared to death. They're confused. They're um, not really sure what to do. They think this is the end of their world. This is a life-changing decision. And so we're able to spend some time with them and love on them and care for them and give them factual information that they need about all three of their choices, adoption, abortion, and parenting. And if they choose to parent, then we come alongside them with material resources and counseling. If they choose to take the life of their baby, then we will still come alongside them after they abort and help them with after-abortion care. We are about to start a new program, which is the abortion pill reversal. And that is basically if the young woman, most abortions now are performed by the abortion pill, RU486. And it's a series of a couple of pills. And the first pill is taken at the abortion clinic while she's standing in the lobby. And then she goes home and takes the rest of the medication later. If she changes her mind and decides that she wants to carry, there's a chance that we can help her continue that pregnancy through our abortion pill reversal program. It's groundbreaking. This is a new program. There are over 3,000 babies to date nationwide that have been saved by this program. And we're very excited to add this to our services. Obviously, AWPC is providing services that are essential to the Tallahassee community. So I think it's only fair to say that providing those services requires substantial resources. Sherry, how does a woman's pregnancy center go about raising the funds necessary to continue providing these services that are literally life-saving? I'm glad you asked that. We take great pride at a women's pregnancy center that we do not take any government funding. We don't take government funding to allow us the freedom to share the gospel message to the clients that walk in. That's very critical in how this ministry was begun in 1985. We have two fundraisers each year, the Celebration of Life Benefit Banquet in the fall and the Walk for Life in the spring. In addition to that, we have many individuals, churches, and businesses that partner with us so that the gospel message will be proclaimed at all three of our centers. So, the Walk for Life is an annual event and will be taking place shortly on Saturday, March 26th. And just to reiterate, the Walk for Life will be on Saturday, March 26th, 2022. This sounds like a great opportunity for anyone in Tallahassee who cares about mothers and children to get involved in defending and protecting life. How can anyone who's interested in being involved get more information? What is the best way for them to get started? Well, our Walk for Life is right around the corner, and I'm so glad you are having us discuss this just a few weeks before the walk. And we love new walkers to join us on Walk Day, which is March 26th. And this year, we have a new venue. Typically, we were at Tallahassee Automobile Museum, but we found that that location was under construction. 
So now we're going to be at the Northside Community Center, 8005 Oak Grove Road, Tallahassee, off of Meridian Road. And we're excited to be a part of that area this year and all the nuances that that brings. We'll meet at 8.30 a.m. And all one has to do is call the center at 850-297-1174 and ask for Sherry or Micah to receive all the details of getting sponsors and all things regarding the walk. That number again is 850-297-1174. Another way to register for the Walk for Life is to go to our website, which is www.joinwalkforlife.com. It's an easy, seamless way to register. You go on the website, find the Participate button, click on that, follow the prompts, and you're good to go. And then all you have to do is tell your family and your friends to sponsor you using this website. And it's very easy for them to donate. So we would highly recommend that you use the website, which is www.joinwalkforlife.com. And this is a family fun activity. For the children, we have a bounce house, petting zoo, face painting. When you come to the walk, please bring your dog. We love to see our pets join us because they're part of the family as well, right? And also, we have a bake sale that you can bring your cash and purchase dessert for dinner that night or some treats for neighbors, and all the proceeds will benefit the center. So I highly recommend that you join us on Saturday, March 26th at the Northside Community Center. Well, just to be clear, for those who may already have commitments for that day but still want to get involved in protecting vulnerable babies, what is the best way for them to do that? Does AWPC need or take volunteers or additional donations of money for baby supplies? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Yes to all of the above. We are a ministry that takes no government funding, so all of our donations come in from the body of Christ. So, yes, we need donations. God has been very gracious to us and how He has supplied our needs many times in advance of the need. We do need volunteers. We will see well over 2,000, probably about 2,500 new clients this year. That's men and women. And the bulk of the counseling is, as our model is through volunteer peer counselor. So we do need to have men and women both come in and counsel. We have a great men's ministry where the male counselor will take the father of the baby into one room. The female counselor will take the mother of the baby into the other room, and they'll have these really great discussions. We do a lot of biblical counseling. We share the gospel that's foundational to our ministry, and we have an opportunity to talk to them about who Jesus is and how Jesus could change their lives. Our Belly Boutique, which is our material assistance program, is funded solely by our churches and individuals in the community. We do not have a line item for that in our budget. So our churches and individuals around town will throw baby showers for us. And what we do with those items is we throw a baby shower for our moms and dads. And many of the men and women who avail themselves of this program would not hope to see a baby shower like what many of us had when we were having babies. 
And so we are the support system for them, and we are the ones that celebrate this new life with them and honor them for this courageous decision. And so these items come from our churches. And we also get uh, gently used maternity clothes and baby clothes that they can come to see us once a month through their pregnancy. And then when they have their baby, we have this baby shower for them. And then we continue to come alongside them and counsel them and support them through when the baby turns seven months old. We love this opportunity to be able to support them. This is a population that has a very volatile lifestyle generally, and one month everything's stable, and the next month things may be, you know, upside down. So we want to be able to come alongside them to love on them and care for them. As I'm sure both of you can tell our listeners, working in the Crisis Pregnancy Center can be very demanding on both staff and volunteers. I'm sure you see things on a regular basis, perhaps daily sometimes, that are very difficult to absorb. I'm also sure that it is your faith in a sustaining God that keeps you going forward. Are there any Bible verses that are particular favorites of either of you? One Bible verse that stands out to me regarding saving babies' lives is Psalm 82.4. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. I believe that the ministry of a women's pregnancy center breaks through the lies of the culture to bring the truth of the value of a baby's life and to rescue the babies from abortion. Another Bible verse that is powerful in the fundraising arena is Ephesians 3.20. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, To him be glory in the church by Jesus Christ, to all generations forever and ever. I will tell you, I have seen God's exceeding provision in each event for the next ministry thrust. It is so exciting that God always provides ahead of time. And I will shout that off the rooftops. Well, ladies, before we close out for today, I think it's important to note that your work with a woman's pregnancy center gives you the chance to come into contact with some very well-known figures. For instance, I know that one of your recent banquets, former presidential candidate and housing and urban development secretary, Dr. Ben Carson, came to town to give the keynote address. What observations have you made about how these figures approach their faith that might be helpful to our Anchored by Truth audience? Well, there's one that really stands out to me, and that was a recent banquet speaker, Dr. Ben Carson, And he gave a few examples of how he shared at our recent banquet that revolve around having courage and doing the right thing, even though a person may sacrifice a career. He was involved in saving the lives of several patients by going against the rules. Dr. Carson was more interested in saving life than in the consequences he was going to suffer for breaking the rules. And that consequence would have been that he wouldn't be able to practice medicine, but he was adamant in saving life and not following man's rules. And that was so powerful to the audience. Jamie or Sherry, do you have any final thoughts for the Angered by Truth audience for today? Perhaps thoughts about things for which you're particularly grateful? Oh, that's a long list. I would have to say, primarily, I'm grateful that God gives me the privilege to be able to see Him work these miracles in our counseling rooms on a daily basis, and where we watch young men and women change from confusion and fear to, yes, we can do this, we can raise this baby and do it well. 
And we love seeing the men and women whose hearts are pricked and decide to follow Jesus. So those are great privileges that I'm very grateful for that I get to witness. Another thing I'm very grateful for is the technology of ultrasound and how it allows us to see that baby in the womb and how it affects our clients. This makes their babies more real to them. So ultrasounds are also such a great joy to be able to witness. Also, I'm grateful that in this past year, we've seen 323 babies rescued from abortion. And I don't know if that's a record for us, but that's a lot of children. If you think of how many kindergarten classes in six more years will be filled by these 323 babies, that is something I'm very grateful for. In addition to that, the spiritual fruit has been amazing. We've had 108 men and women make a confession of faith in Jesus Christ this past year. And that's a phenomenal number. And I'm very grateful that we are able to sit knee to knee with them and share them on a very personal, private way, what Jesus has meant in our lives and what he could mean in their lives. So that's something that I'm grateful for. I'm also very grateful for the prayer support that we have from our community. Prayer is foundational to our ministry, and we don't do anything without prayer. We start our mornings in prayer as a staff. We end our evenings in prayer as a staff. Our counselors all come in and pray before they go into the counseling rooms. Our ultrasound nurses do the same. It's an amazing opportunity to lift the needs of the ministry before the Lord. A new program that we have is called PrayForBabies.com. And what this does is it allows our prayer warriors who want to come alongside us to receive real-time texts that will say, pray for Sherry, she's about to go in and take an abortion-minded client, or pray for Judy, her client left undecided, or praises because a client received Christ. That's a very powerful way to lift up the needs of the ministry, and we know that people all over the country are praying for us in the moment. And if that's something that you'd be interested in doing, you can simply go to PrayForBabies.com slash AWPC, and you'll receive the prayer requests from our counselors on our campus location. Or you can go to PrayForBabies.com slash Mosaic and receive the same through the Mosaic Sexual Health Clinic. My personal testimony is I was raised in a family that put going to church as a priority. However, I was in church that was more liturgical, and I knew who Jesus was. I knew that he was alive. I knew he was the Savior of the world. I knew he died on the cross, and he rose from the dead, and ascended into heaven, and sits at the right hand of God. But I didn't know that Jesus could be my friend. And when I was 24 years old, my friend opened up the Bible to me. And that's how I became a Christian, because I heard the word, and it got down into my soul. And I've never looked back, and I've been following him for over four decades now. To God be the glory. Well, I think this is a pretty powerful testimony. And I want you to know that here at Anchored by Truth and Crystal Sea Books, We definitely share your feelings about the need for everyone to embrace the Bible and for the importance of prayer. That's why our founder, R.D. Fierro, wrote his book, Purposeful Prayers, Learning to Pray Like Jesus, because so many people had told him that while they knew they needed to pray more, they just didn't know how. They especially felt uncomfortable if they participated in public prayer, and many absolutely refused to lead a public prayer. 
So, R.D. went to the Bible and diligently tried to see how the great figures in the Bible approached prayer. And he wrote purposeful prayers to help anyone who felt the struggle. We also have some pre-recorded prayers available through our website, crystalseabooks.com, to help people even more. Also, for a nominal amount, people can download prayers for a wide variety of situations that typically provoke prayer, like an upcoming surgery or for a friend who's sick. You know, I think it might be helpful for Sherry to go over the AWPC websites one more time for the listeners. A Women's Pregnancy Center and the donor website is www.lifeisprecious.net. The prayer websites are www.prayforbabies.com slash AWPC and also prayforbabies.com slash mosaic. And the Walk for Life website is www.joinwalkforlife.com. Thank you for providing those. I think that will be very helpful. It's obvious that a women's pregnancy center is doing very important work for the kingdom of Christ. In Jeremiah chapter 1, verse 5, God told the prophet, quote, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart, unquote. That is a very powerful thought. The God who framed the galaxies and set the stars ablaze is such a personal God that he forms each of us in our mother's wombs, and he knows us. He sets us all apart. A lot of people today may not feel like God has much use for them, but that's just wrong. God can use anybody, and he wants to use everybody. As someone once said, the only ability of ours that God needs is our availability. The truth of that observation is clearly present in Jamie and Sherry's lives. They made themselves available, and God took that availability and is using it to literally save lives. What could be more mind-boggling than to know that God can do that with each of us? God can save lives through us if we will let him. God can save eternal destinies through us, if we will just let him. And maybe one way God can start using some new people is by going to the walk for life and seeing what God wants to start in your life. Our God is a God of surprises. We can never be sure how much he will use us until we turn our lives over to him and trust him to bring his will to fruition. We'd really like to thank Jamie Brown and Sherry West from A Woman's Pregnancy Center for being our guests on Anchored by Truth today. I think we can all be inspired by the kind of faith that they display in their service to Christ Jesus. And while we don't get a chance to talk as much as we'd like about Jamie and Sherry's lives and service, it's obvious their faith is yielding a bountiful harvest for the Lord and continues to yield blessings to a great many even today. Their story and the story of all the volunteers and staff at the AWPC is just one more example of how sacred scripture, the Bible, continues to demonstrate its supernatural nature through lives that are changed for the better for all eternity by its saving power. Today, for our closing prayer, how about if we pray that everyone come to a saving knowledge of the God of the Bible, who is the one sure anchor to truth. A prayer for the spiritually lost. 
wondrous and perfect Father, we exalt your name and sing praises to your glory. Your word is the foundation of joy and the bedrock of hope. In you, there is blessed assurance. Without you, the shifting sands of a sin-stained shore would wash away beneath us and we would be swept into the depths by the tides of trouble. With you, we cannot be moved or thrown down, though all the waves of chaos should pound against us with fervor and anger. Lord, too many have been swept away, and we are grieved to see all about us people we know whose life foundations are crumbling. We see our neighbors being pushed to and fro by the currents of popular opinion, and whose lives are filled with fear and despair because they have no sustaining source of truth. We come before you today to plead for their rescue and redemption. We ask that you sovereignly intercede in the lives of those who are lost and sinking and turn their hearts to you. As when the citizens of Nineveh heard Jonah's preaching and repented, please touch our land and community with your word and call our neighbors to you. Give us opportunities to witness that we would miss on our own. Strengthen our hearts to stand for Christ as he stood for us. The glory is his alone, so it is in his name we pray, give thanks, and ask for the lost to be saved. Amen. Amen. We hope you'll be with us next time, and we hope you'll take some time to encourage some friends to tune in also, or listen to the podcast version of this show. If you'd like to hear more, try out crystalcbooks.com, where we're not perfect, but our boss is.